All right, guys, we're back. The Steelhead Nation podcast is back. We have a little different format now. Been exper- experimenting with a couple different ways of doing this. Um, we've had guests. We've had uh, guests in studio. We've had guests over Instagram. We've had guests over Zoom. And ultimately, I think we just kind of came down to the idea that really um, the way we wanted to do it was to just um, try different whiskeys and sit around with me and Adam and shoot the shit. Looks like our two favorite things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be authentic, you might as well do exactly authentic things. What is authentic to you? <laughs> so what do we got? What are we doing? Uh, what are we drinking today? We got a little, the, uh, this is your pick. The Hudson. The Hudson. Yeah. I'm going to let you pour. So right. I got this a while back. Um, I got this from, I think it was a Salem, West Salem liquor store. I walked in, and it, it they sold me on the branding. Um, we are in no way affiliated with Hudson Whiskey, but they sold me on the branding. Um, just clean Helvetica font, weird little stubby bottle. Um, I don't know. I just liked it a lot, so I got it, and it was actually damn good. So I bought a bottle for my buddy Chris Clogston. Shout out to Chris down in Southern Oregon. By the way, this is the new episode of Always Searching, our new web series on YouTube. Where we are also drinking whiskey. Where we're also. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trend. And uh, if you guys have not gone and checked out the new episode, this is uh, California Chrome. We went down to Northern California and we're chasing uh, Striper with some old friends, visiting some old friends, and fishing with old friends. Go to YouTube, check it out, just go to the Steelhead Gear channel and subscribe. Um, it's my buddy Eric's kid. He is uh, a ripper. Look at him go. Little guy. All right. <laughs> um, the Hudson Whiskey. So uh, our resident whiskey snob here, Adam McNamara, he is the, he's the guy that's gonna tell you it's got notes of gym sock and <laughs> vanilla. Old shoe. <laughs> Old shoe and vanilla. Old shoe That's and a little vanilla. heavy pour, huh? Uh, you know. I'll go a little lighter for me. <laughs> okay. The Hudson. Find it at your local liquor store, I would imagine. Give that a shot. We'll sit right here next to the uh, Steelhead Coffee. Next to the coffee. I spilled it all over myself. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So we went down to California and mm, that's good. You taste that gym sock? I do. I do <laughs> a little, little gym sock, little uh, asbestos. Um, we went down to California and went striper fishing with our buddy John Coots, and it was an absolute blast. Got to visit. Old friends, new friends to you. My buddy Eric, I hadn't seen in years. Um, he couldn't go fishing with us because he had to work, but it was awesome. Visited with him, and then we went out and went uh, striper fishing. And it was pretty good fishing. It wasn't red hot. I've been down there when it was red hot. <coughs> yeah, wrong pipe. <laughs> uh, <coughs> as have I. Or I got yep. COVID. 
Yeah. I, I probably got the vid. Yeah. You know, I got the whiskey vid. Yeah. Um, no, I've been down there when it's red hot too. It was definitely not red hot, but it was really consistent. Yeah. And uh, he kept us on fish pretty much all day. You know, we had to work yeah. for him, but uh, yeah, it's fun. I noticed that the, I noticed that the size of fish was noticeably smaller than what I was used to even five years ago when I was down there. Um, they're just, I don't know, I, I don't know enough about the species to make a judgment call as to why, but it seemed as though across the board, and I, I'm also probably basing this off of the pictures that I've seen from customers down in Northern California, striper fishing, that the, while they're nice fish and the good little taco fish, but most of them were pretty close to the minimum length. Or smaller, which is yeah. We threw a lot of fish back. Yeah, yeah. That that for me was kind of a new experience down there. I've, yeah. I mean, in in the past when I've been there, we caught a lot of those kind of taco, you know, those slot limit fish, but mm -hmm. the smaller size. Yeah. But but very few times have I ever seen under undersized fish. Yeah. We actually got you know it wasn't like some obscene amount of tiny fish, but. I was surprised because I've never really it seen was that enough. small fish. Yeah. yeah, it was enough to go, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go at night with, um, there's uh, Ray Harifer who you met when we were mm -hmm. down there, um, RH Guide Service. He's been guiding down there since the dawn of time. And he goes out at night and they chase the big mamas. And they get regularly 30 pound fish. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. It's it was it was just interesting to see, um, you know, most of the most of the fish we kept were right at eighteen inches. Yeah. And my if my memory serves me correctly, we you know five six seven years ago, and then especially growing up as a kid down there, it was like, you know, twenty twenty one inch fish were the norm, all the time. Twenty four inch fish was a great fish, you know. It's always been my understanding about stripers, and again, this is just you know what I've been told from friends of mine who are guides down there or whatever. Yeah. That um, you you typically with stripers either see lots of fish or bigger fish, but not lots of bigger fish. And, and they tend <laughs> to be whatever size. You know, obviously yeah. it sounds stupid to say they tend to be whatever size they are, but <laughs> but because they school by size, you know those you, fish are going to be about the size, about the size that, that you catch them. When you catch them, when you catch a fish, it's yeah. about how big it Pretty, is. Pretty mo more often than not, they don't get bigger when you pull them in the boat. Ah, only if you don't keep them. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't keep them, they then get they much larger. They instantly get larger. They instantly get larger. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, nah, because they school and because they tend to school by size. It's always been my understanding that if you're getting a lot of smaller fish, that's because those schools of smaller fish are what's around at a given time. You go find bigger fish, you tend to catch fewer fish, but the bigger fish tend to school together, is what I've always been told. So Yeah. I mean it makes sense. I love striper fishing down there. It is it is it one of those things that you just do when you're from that area. It's like duck hunting used to be pheasant hunting a lot down there. It, not so much anymore. I mean, not that there isn't any, but there's not near the numbers like when I was a kid in the 80s. I think that's dating myself here. The, well, I think that's the case all over. I used to see uh, pheasants a lot here. when I was a kid. Especially You know, here. growing up around here and they just- like, They're I, non-existent. 
I saw, since I've lived in Oregon, I've seen two pheasants. Yeah. One was in a ditch in Forest Grove, probably belonged to a guy, got out. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and then the, the other was when, in LaGrange. Yeah. Just driving through a field and there was one. Yeah. I, you see them a lot on the east side, but it, but here in the valley, I grew yeah. up here, and as a kid, they were not common, but they were, you know, fairly common to Enough. see. Yeah. You know, you'd see a handful a year, and I don't know the last time I even saw a pheasant in this valley. You know, I had read something somewhere, and this could be total bullshit, but I had read something somewhere that there was, that Oregon was originally where, because they're from... Transplants from China? China. China, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I heard the organ was like the the original spot that they brought them to. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I they mean, seem to have moved on. <laughs> yeah, or we killed them all. Or we shot them yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think of the whiskey? It's good, dude. It's yeah. good. I don't taste much of that gym sock. <laughs> what's the What's the professional opinion? Of oh, it? it tastes like whiskey. Delicious whiskey. <laughs> delicious, <laughs> delicious whiskey. Del Let's see sweet, what it says. Sweet whiskey. Let's see what it says. As bold as New York. Well, that's not a good sign. Bright lights, big bourbon. Never one to shy away from the spotlight. Bright lights, big bourbon is a bold, green forward, no holds, barred, straight bourbon whiskey. Distilled from New York corn. New York corn. Special corn. That corn's from New York City. That really gives yeah. room I high. <laughs> yeah. uh, and aged in new charred American oak barrels with notes of rich vanilla. And lightly salted caramel on the finish. I was gonna say it tastes like the caramel, almost like you get in like an Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig goes heavy on the caramel. If I if I can say this though, and I I have lots of whiskey, I drink lots yeah. of whiskey. I don't know the last time I got a whiskey that they weren't like it tastes like vanilla and caramel. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, on the bottle. Really, you got me. Yeah. But do you get that Elijah? Knock my socks off. <laughs> yeah. Do you get that? It even kind of smells like it. Yeah. The it's good, good Elijah, it, not the off, the, not the swill Elijah Craig. The swill, the, what is it, the 12 year or whatever it is? Not 12 year, 7 year. I can't yeah, afford the 12 year. <laughs> yeah, it depends, man. Like, uh, I'll be honest, dude, I got a bottle of Elijah Craig 18 year at my house right now, and um, it it's a little oaky for me, actually. Yeah? I, I don't love it. It's better when the ice melts. Yeah. I actually really like these glasses. Yeah, back to striper fishing, though. We went and we caught a fine pile of fish, and then we went down to my buddy Dustin's, or up to my buddy Dustin's house in the foothills, and um, made some fish tacos. You got John here, who's, uh, he's doing the, uh, I got my Google password required apparently. Um, he's, he's playing them, um, and the prep on those fish isn't too crazy. I mean, you got to cut all the the red stuff out, get the fishy, the fishy fishy part. I mean, it still tastes like fish, but um, fish tacos with striper are amazing. What what would you say the closest? If you've never had striper, the closest they're, taste. They're a fish. lot like rock bass. I'm just gonna say, the, like like black rocks or you yep. know, like sea bass. Yep. They, they're exactly like that. They're mm -hmm. sweet. They're flaky. They're delicious. I I told my buddy when I got back, I was like, man, if those things were close to me, it's all I'd ever fish oh, for. Oh, yeah. Because they're delicious to eat. There's a ton of fish. Yeah. You know, you catch a bunch of them. They're Almost super fun. the secret, but they might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they're definitely closer yeah. than, than that. But yeah. 
but uh, not in that quantity, not no. in that style of fishery. No. So no, that's a different gig. But I mean, look at Dustin's outdoor kitchen. That thing is just amazing. Yeah, I, it's it was. It's always a pleasure. Probably one of the the best things about doing this series, aside from just being able to get out and enjoy the outdoors with people that you enjoy hanging out with. The best part is these guys like him, Dustin Parsons, Pro from VIP, um, these guys that have been cooking stuff that they've killed their whole lives, and they just nail it. They're so good at it, because they, they, have, they have their recipe, the way they do it. Dustin probably makes those tacos the same every single time he makes those tacos. Yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I think too, like to me, the the experience is so much of it. Like you, you could make those tacos and if you went to the store and bought that fish and you made those tacos in your house and you use the same spice and the same whatever, it would not be the same fish taco. Because, you know, s sitting out in that little valley that Dustin's house is on, you know, in the... In the sun oh, yeah. and the yeah. fresh air and the you know it just there's something extra to it yeah you know it's just a different yeah it's different you know it's not the same i mean i, I brought home and made fish tacos for my family the next night out of those stripers and it was fantastic so you fish striper down there multiple times mm -hmm. um different different ways mm -hmm. of doing it these guys are typically you know bouncing shiners they I fly fish for them. Hardware for them, fly fishing. Mm -hmm. I fly fish for them. Um, but that type of that type of like old school taco feed. Have you ever had that experience? Down Every there? time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. That is like to That's me. That's what they do, right? That is the most quintessential striper fishing thing. You should go out. You catch a bit. I mean, I used to fish with my friend Jason Thatcher down there. His yeah. guide. Yeah. You'd go down there. I'd stay at his house. We'd go out and catch a bunch of stripers. Go back to his house. He'd invite a bunch of people over, and we'd have a taco feed. Yeah, it just is like the part. It, it's like part of the culture of that striper fishery. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, man. The 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 vibe. Am I wrong in this? Because I grew up in Northern California. I moved to Oregon in '95. Am I wrong in that the vibe of this? the way people interact with each other down there is different than it is up here. A great example, actually, no, because uh, we uh, we have the whiskey bar in our house, you mm -hmm. can see it from the street. Yeah. And it's kind of in the upstairs of our house, so if the light's on, you can always tell we're up there. And we, we kind of have an open, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, my light is on my whiskey bar. It means I'm in the whiskey bar and you <laughs> yeah. can come to my house. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's six o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night if the light's on. Or 6 o'clock in the morning. Or it's usually not on 6 in the morning. I'm too old for that now. I'm an old man now. I'm 45. Uh, but uh, it's weird because people don't generally even believe you. Yeah. I mean, you go, yeah, man, if you drive past, that light's on, come on. And they'll they'll text you and be like, hey, man, I see the light's on. Are, do you think? I'm like, yeah, I'm up here. Come up. Yeah. Are you sure it's okay with your family? Yeah, my family doesn't care. They're probably super cool. You know, but... Yeah. But it is different. Cause you do get the ask, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no ask down there. That's what I mean. Like, you there. Show up. <laughs> there, it's like, you know, when we went to Eric's, it was like, yeah. like the door's open. 
pull in the the yeah. beer is blowing out of the fridge and you can yeah come in and those guys that stopped by when we were there were they just showed up because the door was open and my guess is probably not like the closest friends or family right like they're just no. like hey i know that guy he's a cool dude i'm gonna swing the, you know the door's open but then again everybody down there's like they all grew up down there they don't leave yeah you know that part is crazy to me there, there are very few people who move to yuba city yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i when i moved to to portland i know tons of people that i've met mainly through music who are from yuba city grass valley marysville you know that northern part basically san francisco north yeah. i met a ton of people i probably know 25 people uh travis mike fry all those guys are from marysville yuba city um but it's not often that people move to yuba city from someplace else yeah it's not a real destination it's not but when you when you're raised there it's hard to leave because there's just so much it's not as much as there used to be, but there's so much opportunity for people who hunt and fish. I think, you know, I've told people for a long time, like I think Northern California from from kind of the Oregon border to, to the Sacramento Delta is yeah. maybe the most underrated outdoor part of the United States. I would the, agree with that. You know, the trout fishing's phenomenal. Yep. The... The steelhead fishing's great. There's salmon. There's stripers. The deer. I mean, every house we went to down there, they got blacktails that are bigger than Massive. anything I've ever seen in my life. Massive. You know, and I've hunted since I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, just the the quality of outdoors experience down there is so high. You've also got you've also got the coast. You're only. Yeah. I mean, so basically the same as here. Just like Portland. Where you know, Willamette Valley isn't much different you yeah. know when you drive through you, where it opens up like basically albany south until yeah. you get to like roseburg yeah it, it looks and feels like a greener version of yuba city it does i i always think like um you know i, I was i born in i was born there and lived there yeah. until i was like a third grader yeah. down in that general area of santa rosa and i always think that uh that's why i love you get out by like Sheridan and you have those rolling yeah. grassy hills and the oak trees yeah. and that's always reminds me of a greener version of that you know that that kind of um you know Sheridan McMinnville uh Willamina yeah because you hit those like the oak savanna you know that kind of oak yeah. savanna is so cool down there and I always love it when I'm here too for that reason it's just such a cool spot it just yeah. feels it feels cool yeah i think that the uh i think that that part of northern california not only is underrated from an outdoors perspective but i also think it's underrated from a like human perspective in that some of the best people i know come from that area now, it might just be because I was raised there and I know people, but we're talking about we're talking about generations of families that never leave. And when we drove through the Sutter Buttes and you see those ranches that have been there for ever, you know these these names that are when you're from that area and you go, oh, the Catlets, or oh, the Ropers, the Ziegenmeyers. You, if you're from the area. 
you know exactly who you're talking about, you know? I think that's such a rural thing, though. It is. I grew up, you and I both grew up. Yeah. I mean, you grew up in that rural part of California. I grew up in in the more rural part of the Willamette Valley. And obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, 35 years ago, it was even more rural still. But, um, you know, I'm... I grew up in Silverton area and still like the, all those families are still there and they don't leave and it amazes me how many people Silverton does have old ass families. It has that, old families yeah, and yeah. and I went to school with tons of the Kinseys and the Stadleys and yeah. it's the same exact feel. It, it's really interesting because, you know, that kind of rural part of the Willamette Valley, while it looks different, feels very much the same as that rural part of Northern California. Mm-hmm. It, you know, old families been there forever, farmland, you know, and farms that pass from generation to generation. And it just, it's very similar feel. It's, a, you know, if you've been to one, you, you feel right at home in the other. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, uh, I think there's a big difference between growing up in a rural area where you have old, where it's got that old family thing going on, hunting, fishing, you have rights to certain areas. I mean, how many people, um, like when I lived in LeGrand, there there was the Baker family and they had access to all kinds of different properties and people and things and, and it was, and they were just one of a hundred because there's old families out mm-hmm. there versus maybe you grew up in closer to Sacramento or you grew up closer to Portland and you like to go to the Clackamas River and fish, and you like to go maybe to Salvi Island, Salvi's Island, or Salvi's, Salvi, I don't know yeah, how to say it every time. However you say it. Yeah, that big muddy Potato patch potato. of dirt in the Willamette. <laughs> <laughs> um, you like to go to Columbia, whatever it is. You go out there and, and you like to hunt ducks. It's different. I mean, it's a public land aspect of it, which is important, but it's different when you're entrenched. And the, the reason I say that is like Dustin's lease that he has for duck hunting down in UBC. He got that lease, and I don't want to pretend like I know all the details of it, but he got it because of the relationships that he built, and it is owned probably by a guy who's had it for a million years, and he's had it for a decade. He's had the lease on that land. Yeah. And everybody just knows that's Dustin's spot. I mean, pretty much something bad's gonna have to happen to Dustin before somebody can get that lease. Yeah. Or he just gives it up, you know? I, I, the, those long-term things are why people don't leave. Part of the reason why people don't leave. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think too, like, there's a support system that exists in rural parts of America, whether yeah. it's Oregon that's or California, that are very different, yeah. you know, like, and I, th- I think that's the other reason, you know, there, there are places where, you know, you can, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it, but you move to a city and you can not know anyone in your whole entire building and that's just your building, you don't know anybody. I don't know the names of half my neighbors. Yeah. I've lived there for five months now. Yeah, and and that's that's so different than what you find in rural parts of America. But I've tried. I'm the guy who's out there in the driveway going, hey, wanna have a beer? Yeah. You know, How's your lawn coming? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, what is this weirdo doing? Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a different 
feel. But I think that's why a lot of people don't leave too, is they yep. don't want to feel so detached yep. from people. Yeah. You know, it, it, again, it goes back to that conversation we were just having about, you know, people being like, are you sure I can come over? You're like, yeah, I told you you could come over anytime you want. That is the weirdest thing to me because my, my wife is very much that way. Um, like, you just don't show up at people's houses. That's rude. Yeah. And I'm like, I've known that asshole for 30 years. Yeah. I will knock on his door at 7 in the morning if I want to. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm used to that. I'm, and I would 1,000%, if, if you were on my side of town, we live on opposite sides of town. If you were on my side of town and you happen to be in my neighborhood and you're like, let's see what Alex is doing. And I was in the yard doing a major project. If you were like, hey, man. So I'd say, what's up? I'd be like, hey, come on. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe you'll help me. Yeah. But come BS me for 10 minutes. Cool. Well, have a good day. See you later. Yeah. I. What's wrong with that? Yeah. That is 100% a rural, certain type of like rural outdoors person attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel I, like most, in the comments of this, when we post this on Facebook, sorry, no. cut you off there. But I feel like most of you people watching this are going to want or would agree with me in that you probably got all kinds of people that you just stop by their house right yeah Yeah, i don't know i mean like there are a handful of people i know who have kind of that like sure whenever whatever show up at my house but it's really not that many i know you know and and that's the other part is like we may have that you know it's that that thing about we may have that sort of rule at my house yeah and you might find the house is messy because my kids have been destroying stuff or i've been might... over to your house where yeah. it looks like a bomb went off yeah uh, well you know <laughs> i have little kids so i guarantee yeah. you i'm gonna go home tonight it's gonna look like a bomb went off yeah you know or my i gotta lock my dogs up because i'll bite somebody but my dog's an asshole my dog is a dick but that <laughs> being said um you know short of that it's like yeah if you don't care if the house is messy come in my house yeah. you know i don't care um, but I don't, I don't know a whole lot of people like that either. Most people are kind of like, uh, be a little weirded out if you just stopped at my house. Listeners and watchers of this podcast, you have homework now. Find somebody that you're relatively close with and just show up at their house <laughs> randomly. Randomly on like a Saturday afternoon, just show up and see what happens. I bet you... It's not as awkward as you might think. We could use more of it, I think. Yeah, I think more more people would probably be like, oh, cool, somebody stopped to visit me. That's awesome. Maybe. Let's hope. Um, well, the Hudson was good. I recommend it. We'll add it to the shelf. Um, please go to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this, you're already on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this, you're not. But go to the YouTube channel, subscribe. Um, check out the new web series right here. We got a little bit of uh, Ryan Beck action. Um, if you're listening to this, you can't see any of the stuff that we're pointing out, but it doesn't matter. Go to the YouTube channel, watch it, then you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Um, and actually, AJ, we should look and see. Spotify, I think, might allow us to upload the, the video. So we'll check that out. Um, and when you talk and point at a random person, it's AJ. Yeah. So now it makes sense. And now it makes sense. Because otherwise people are like, what are you doing? All right.
We'll do this again soon. That was fun. Perfect. Same time next week. Yeah. What is it, Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Whiskey Tuesdays. Whiskey Tuesdays. Steelhead Nation podcast. In your face. Definitely in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Good.